The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited to just get right into it this week. I'm going to keep the intro really short and sweet, and then our topic is geared toward the pre-dents this week, and it is what to look for in a dental school. I know many of you are having your first interviews in these few months, or you might have already had some, and you're anxiously awaiting acceptance day. So I'm just going to go through some factors to keep in mind during your dental school interviews or during your process of selecting which dental school is the right fit for you. So before we get into that, I do want to do a little recap of what's been happening on my end at dental school lately. So this week that I'm recording, we had a exam in diagnostic sciences on Tuesday And that was basically radiographs, diagnosing lesions from patient's health history and looking at a radiograph. So it could be a CBCT scan, it could be a bite wing, it could be a panoramic x-ray, it could be a lot of different things or a combination of all of them if necessary to make the diagnosis. And then I went and spoke to MSU Pre-Dental Club, Michigan State University, where I went to undergrad. I drove to East Lansing and spoke to them that evening on Tuesday. And then the following day, I had a practical in SimLab. We did crown preps, Emacs crown preps on 3 and 13. And I think it went pretty well. I don't have my grade back yet, but I would anticipate I passed. I feel fairly confident in them. I don't think they were perfect, but they seemed to be pretty solid. And I also have had some club stuff going on this week in the evenings and I've been assisting a lot. I assisted twice this week. One was an SDF application for a patient with special needs. Um, SDF is the simplest way to put it if you don't have any exposure to dentistry. It's a liquid that we can apply to caries or cavities that can help remineralize teeth. And the reason you don't do it for every patient, there's kind of a longer list why not everyone would be interested in it, but it is an option for patients that um, are maybe pediatric patients or patients in communities that don't have access to dental care um, in other countries. And then my other appointment, we were just going to do a recall and a cleaning the student dentist I was assisting, but then the patient ended up having a chipped tooth and also during the recall exam, we noticed some caries. So rather than doing the cleaning, we went ahead and filled that small um, bit of pit in one of the teeth that was caries, and then we rebuilt the fractured cusp. So that was that appointment. So both of them were pretty interesting. And this weekend, we have another football game. This will be my last football game, I believe, of the season. There are three left. This weekend, we're playing Northwestern, so I'll be going to the ASDA DSD tailgate. I don't go to all of the games. I went to a couple earlier in the season in the student section and everything, but I sold the rest of my tickets. That way, other people can go that are a bit more passionate about Michigan football than I am. I definitely still have loyalty to my undergrad there. My undergrad is a rival university for where I now go to dental school. So that's kind of a fun fact if you weren't familiar. And the following games, one is over Thanksgiving, so I don't believe I'm going to come back to school for that. And then the other one, I'll actually be going to an MSU football game. So 
This is my last Michigan football game, last dental school tailgate of the season, and I'm looking forward to it. And this week, the rest of this week, it's Thursday when I'm recording, so the rest of Thursday and tomorrow, Friday, I'm going to be spending studying and also on Sunday because we have three midterms next week, and I also have my anesthesia lab. So in the intro for next week's episode, I'll let you know how all those midterms went, how stab lab, anesthesia lab went, and just how things have been going because it has been a very, very busy fall semester. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, so to get into the topic of what to look for during interviews or how to choose your dental school per se, I kind of broke it down in things to take note on or notice during your interview, questions you can ask students, questions you can ask faculty, and then we'll finish with the specific factors that could affect your decision. And I'm ending with the factors because it's very broad and everyone's going to rank these different factors of importance differently because everyone has different things that matter to them. So for things to take note on or notice during your interviews, I would just say in general, it's going to be helpful to jot down any questions throughout the day that you think of to get into our second point of what you can ask students and faculty. But if anything pops into your head, definitely be using your scratch paper or a notebook that you brought with you to jot down anything that you want clarification on, anything that sounded interesting that you'd like to hear more about, whether it's a service project or elective classes you can take or the way that clinic is structured. And then I also think that taking notes on everything that you observe, again, whether you saw something that was more unique about the program, something that they offer that other schools don't, or even if it was something you didn't like, if you heard that you don't get any clinic exposure until your third year. Maybe you'd want to write that down. So I just think it's important to write down notes as you're going throughout your interview, whether it's in person or not, about the vibes and the faculties, like personalities and how happy the students seem, how supportive the environment seems, and anything that you think of or that you notice, just write it down because by the time acceptances come around or if you're weighing pros and cons maybe you have similar costs of tuitions at two schools so that's not really a factor and you're trying to decide what will be the better fit it's really nice if you have these more personal notes to look back on rather than just this is how much tuition is this is the person for financial aid this is the classes you take and just reading through a pamphlet it's helpful to have personal notes like write down anything that you notice because later on when you're making your decision it will be helpful So what kind of questions should you be asking? What kind of questions can you ask that'll help you get these personal notes that will help you make your decisions? So during your interview, you're going to have a chance to interact with students as well as faculty, most likely. Usually a faculty member will be interviewing you, but it could also be 
a student at the school, or it could be an alumni dentist that went to the school, or a combination of the three, depending how schools structure it. But aside from your actual interview, one-on-one or two-on-one or MMI, whatever it may be, by the way, there is a Dental Download podcast episode all about dental school interviews, so definitely check that one out. You can just search the name of the podcast and interviews, and it should come up on whatever platform you're listening to. But back on the topic of interviews and what to look for, I would say that the students, you're going to possibly interview with them, but pretty much every single dental school during your interview day is also going to have a student panel at some point, or you're going to get a tour of the school, and that's always given by a student as well. So whether it's during the student panel or during the tour, These are some questions that I think are useful to ask the student, especially if it's an opportunity like the last two I mentioned where there aren't faculty around because the student might feel like they can be even more transparent with you. So one thing you can ask is what do you like most about the school and is there anything that could be improved? You can also ask how are we assigned patients? Do we need to recruit our own patients? Do we schedule our own patients? Is there a mentorship program within the school? That could be within clinic, that could be through clubs, that could be a D1 always gets paired up with a D2, lots of different ways that these are done at schools. You can also ask about the class culture, if they're happy there, if they like living in the town that the dental school is, how much is rent in the area, where do dental students frequently hang out, how much free time do students seem to have, do students like to study together, or do people kind of do their own thing. These are all ways to just figure out the class culture and kind of the lifestyle in these schools, and in these communities, and you can see if that seems like it's a good fit for you. Something else that I think can get you pretty interesting answers is, in your opinion, what makes University of Michigan or whatever the school is stand out or what makes it unique? Because most people are going to have something that they really like about the school that you might not have heard of yet. Another one I think is fun to ask students is, what's the best way to be involved as a student here? And this is going to get you a different answer from probably every student that you talk to, which also makes it an interesting prompt because you can learn about some of the different student organizations. You can learn about maybe mission trips or service projects that go on at the school or student council. You can also ask them about the adjustments that the school made with COVID-19 and how they helped their students with the transition. Although we're all hoping that the pandemic will be behind us and that something like this won't happen again for a very long time, it is telling to see how different schools handled the situation and how they were able to still give opportunities to their students to learn clinically and didactically, if they even were. Some schools put clinic skills and hand skills on pause for a year and a half while others purchase machines to send home with their students so they could be drilling at home or opened up moderated practice sessions with lower capacities so some schools did better better than others in my opinion and I think that's important to understand when you're making your decision just as kind of a word of caution or understanding how much the schools value like truly value their students education This is kind of a random one to end on, but for asking students, I also think it could be helpful to ask about SimLab. How is SimLab graded? Are the practicals graded on just participation and completion? Are you graded on a rubric? Are all of your assignments during SimLab graded for completion or are they graded for how good they are? 
and is the class curved just like how hard is it to excel in their sim lab and how is it structured and in addition how are classes graded you probably already are familiar if the school is totally pass fail or something but for example with university of michigan our classes and like what you would see researching is that we are a graded school we're not pass fail but you probably wouldn't know that each semester we have i don't know 12 13 classes and probably two to three of them are pass-fail every semester. And you might not know that unless you actually ask the student. As for what you could ask faculty, some of these are going to be repeats, but I think you're going to get different answers from faculty than from students, of course, because they just have a totally different perspective. So I think you could also ask them what makes the school stand out or what makes the school unique. What is the best way to get involved as a student here? I think you could also ask them, you can ask them about their favorite experience at the school or if there's any fun events that they put on that the faculty enjoys participating in. You can ask them about service opportunities. You can honestly, I think the best thing, and this also is a general interview tip because I, I think it helps you stand out and helps you send a more memorable thank you note or email, is to get to know them. Ask them how they ended up at the dental school, when they started working there, what their work has been like at the school, how they're liking it. That'll just kind of give you an idea of how they like the area that the school is in, how they like the program, how they like the administration and the other faculty. And it can just get kind of make you seem like a more relatable person. Like if you're sitting down, getting to know someone for the first time in a non-interview setting, you always ask them questions like, where are you from? Um, what do you do for work? And that's still a conversation that you can have with a faculty member and get to know them on a more personal level. And I also think it would be helpful to ask their perspective about how the school has handled COVID-19 and the transition with students. So now I want to share some factors that you could consider when making your decision. So when it comes to I guess, reputation of a school, you might want to consider the average GPA or DAT just to give you an idea of the academic standing that the students that you're going to be colleagues with will also be having. Honestly, not too huge of a factor once you're already interviewing somewhere. I assume you kind of already like the program. Next is clinical or research experience. So those are two totally different things. I would say clinical experience, that's something you can learn about from talking to the students that go to the school there. That's your best bet. And then also, if you're interested in research, certain schools are really heavily research-based. And the reason I put these in the same line is because certain schools, from my outside opinion, sacrifice clinical education because they are research-based. So they're not necessarily trying to train private practice general dentists. They're trying to train academics. They're trying to train people that are going to go on and get PhDs and be faculty and be researchers around the country, not necessarily actually practicing clinicians. So that's something you want to know about a school and if you are someone that wants to be teaching or wants to be in research for dentistry forever, then that would be the right fit for you. So you just have to know what kind of program you're looking at. To me, I think this is the most important factor you should consider, and that is tuition. So whether it's in-state, out-of-state, private, whether it's a three-year program, and if you have any scholarship opportunities – in my opinion, I would say tuition should be your heaviest factor when you're deciding which school do you want to go to. 
The other thing that was important to me is location. I didn't want to be too, too far from family and friends, so I didn't want to go too many states away from Michigan, and I did end up just staying in Michigan because I got into my top choice program, but most of the programs I applied to weren't totally across the country, like on the West Coast or something. And depending where you're from, if you're from sunny California, you might want to think about weather if you're moving somewhere with snow or somewhere that's kind of dreary and rainy a lot, like Seattle or something. So you want to think about weather where you're moving, if it's going to be very different than what you're used to, and if that's something you think you can handle. And then the general environment, again, how different it is from where you are currently from and if that's something you're interested in. So city, suburb, rural, there's dental schools in all these locations, and that should factor into where you're going to go because I think a lot of your happiness comes from just walking around outside of the dental school, walking from wherever you live, whether it's a house or an apartment at the school, going between classes, home, you're going to stop in local coffee shops or restaurants, you're going to probably want to have some form of a social life depending on what life stages you're at that might look different and that could also influence what you're looking for in where you're going to live and when it comes to tuition, we're thinking about expenses, location will also tell you a lot about the rent in an area which is another fixed expense that you're going to have to be thinking about when you're deciding where you want to go to school. For example, I really loved the dental program at Tufts, but it was not at the top of my list of the schools I was accepted to because the cost of living in Boston is so high. It made more sense to live somewhere like Ann Arbor where it's a little bit cheaper. The cost of living in Ann Arbor is still fairly high depending who you ask. Maybe not someone from San Francisco, but someone from, I don't know, Texas would think that our rent is probably pretty high here. So a few more factors I wanted to mention. I'll just read through them quickly because I don't think they're as important and they're probably similar at a lot of the dental schools. As we talked about before, student life, student happiness, community outreach and externships, the curriculum, class size, if you're interested in specializing, specialty match rates, residency programs available at the dental school or the option to work in hospitals, You can think about technology. I think most dental schools are kind of on the same page when it comes to technology, but others integrate it into the curriculum or force requirements on you more than others. And I think a school that forces requirements for digital dentistry is a benefit, in my opinion. And then lastly, the mission statement, the school's vision, um, what they are promoting on all of their websites and presentations about themselves is that something that you want to be associated with does that kind of fit your values and your goals so that's everything for this episode it was a little bit shorter but next week we're gonna have another guest so i'm excited about that one it's going to be dr sheehan so she is a dentist that i mentioned i spoke to a few weeks ago when i recorded it that is from near my hometown so we had that kind of connection and she owns a general dentistry practice very certified in many more specialty procedures. So she's kind of that super GP, super general practitioner that you hear people talk about. She does implants, she does Invisalign, she does it all. She's very heavily involved in the Academy of General Dentistry and the American Association of Women Dentists on the national level and the state level and her local level. So she is a great guest and going to have a lot of really good insight to share with you all on next Monday. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you then.